All right, welcome everyone to Tea and Contemplation on this Friday morning. We're so glad that you can join us. And for folks who are listening to us later on the podcast, welcome as well. Thank you for inviting us into your space at whatever time or day it might be when you are listening to us. And so we're uh, quickly approaching the end of January here, just a few days left. And our exploration this month has been around the theme of creating a place. So looking at the elements of the spaces that we're in, why they're there, how we place them, the intentionality we bring into that, how that in itself is a form of practice. We've looked at how we care for that space as a way of understanding the way that we care for ourselves and how we care for each other. So beyond uh, just making something look pretty <laughs> and uh, an ornamental, you know, I mean, that's all good. You know, we need beauty in this world, uh, but for it to be something that is a really nourishing practice, it, it goes a little bit beyond that. And so we've spent a lot of time exploring that this month too. And so today's final session, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the concept of place and home and everything that that brings to mind for us. Uh, I know for myself, particularly this week, I'm thinking a lot about place and home. Actually, that's something that has really been on my mind uh, this week uh, at the time that we're recording this. Uh, today is one week since the, the passing of Zen Master Thich Nhat Hanh. Uh, later today will be his cremation ceremony. And he is someone who spent about half of his life as in exile from his homeland in Vietnam. And so I've been thinking a lot about what that means, how you identify home and place when you are so far away from where you came from. And in fact, many of his teachings point to this, saying that home is something that we cultivate. It's not a place, it's something that we cultivate. And so for today's practice, we're going to begin with some settling before we experience a little bit of time with our tea. And this idea of home being where we find it, something that I want to invoke in our practice with our tea today. And so whatever you would like to invite into your space, whatever would assist you with your settling, with your feeling you can be present in this moment, go ahead and get those things and get them with the attention and love that they deserve, that you deserve, right? So it's changing out the cushion you're sitting on or fluffing it up or getting a blanket. Um, it's lighting a candle, a little incense to clear the air a particular tea bowl that you would like to practice with, do those things to take care of yourself. 
they are things that honor your place and your home in this particular moment that we are in. And then go ahead and when you are ready, making yourself comfortable in the place that you're sitting on your cushion or on your chair or your sofa, wherever that might be. Intentionally adjusting the posture, turning our attention to what the body needs to be comfortable. And we begin with just allowing ourselves to arrive in the space to arrive to our practice. Thich Nhat Hanh students call him Te. It's a word in Vietnamese, it means teacher. It might be easier for some people to say than his full name. And Te teaches that to arrive means to stop running. When we arrive in our space, in our practice, we are intentionally putting something down. We are stopping the busy, we're stopping the motion. And we are coming to that present moment. And just the act of coming to sit down that in itself is an enormous choice. Just the coming to sit down is you saying, I'm not going to run for a while. And so however we might shift or fidget or struggle sometimes in our meditation practice, we have some days that it feels really great and other days that it <laughs> does not just know that from the moment you sit down and you invite yourself to arrive into your space, the idea of home is something you cultivate. You have arrived and you are no longer running. That's a really big deal. And as we sit here, we can just notice what it's like to breathe. What it feels like to breathe in this moment. Just enjoying our in-breath and our out-breath at whatever rhythm or depth feels comfortable for us. We can give ourselves an opportunity to play with that a little bit, maybe taking a deeper in-breath and holding it at the top if we like to just feel the lungs full. We can take a slower exhale and just watch the breath drift. 
Watch the belly soften as that happens. Just watching our in-breath and our out-breath. Breathing in, extending an invitation to ourselves. I have arrived. Breathing out, this is my home. Breathing in, I have arrived. Breathing out, this is my home. And as we sit here, just enjoying the simplicity of breathing and just being in a moment together, a moment with ourselves, we may notice our thoughts roaming around, kind of getting to know the inside of that home and that space to know where the walls are and the windows. And we can invite our thoughts to come sit down with us too. They can show up with us in that same way. They can be here in this moment. When you feel ready to make a shift, to expand that awareness of this present moment, to expand a little wider, just your immediate self, and to include our, our friend T, you can make any movements that we need to come to our T space. So if we need to, we can adjust and make sure our tea bowl or our mug is right in front of us, fully centered, our full attention with it. And when we feel ready, we can also pick up whatever tea we are practicing with today, holding that tea in our hands. And appreciating what shapes we can see. Maybe even depending on the type of tea we're practicing with, what part of the plant we can identify. Little leaf buds that haven't opened up yet. 
the new little baby leaves attached to the stems. And some of those leaves may be fuzzy and some may be kind of a pebbly texture. Just noticing what we see and what we feel. Tay teaches also that even after a flower or a plant is picked, that it's not gone. It is still nourishing what is around it. So when we are engaged with our tea in this way, our tea is not something that is inanimate. It's not something that was a ghost of a leaf that was once on a plants with roots in the earth, it still is. And bring your tea to your nose. And allow your warm breath to just warm the leaves. And let the leaves awaken and release their fragrance to you. And that fragrance may be very quiet and very subtle like a little soft breeze. Or it could be deep and present, like incense. Just notice what your tea is offering to you today. Feel your breath exchange with another being and become something else. And then now lowering your leaves for a moment and returning again to just holding the tea. Imagine your bowl in front of you is like an offering bowl. It's something that holds what is very precious. And as we move to serve ourselves some of this tea, to pick up a little small amount of the leaves with our fingertips, place the tea into your bowl as if it was an offering bowl. So perhaps slowly and intentionally, and maybe placing the leaves at the bottom rather than dropping them. And if you feel that you need more tea or less tea, just, just however you need. Everyone's needs are different on any given day and the tea that we may be practicing with may be different. Just practice with this gentle placing inside the offering bowl. And setting your tea aside, 
Go ahead, make any movement that you need in your space to get your hot water. So here, the invitation to move with presence, with intention, to appreciate your footsteps. The getting of water is not a chore. It is something that is part of this practice. It's a transition point. So coming back to our seat, making ourselves comfortable again and centered, feeling that energy of movement settle again so we can come back to the present moment. And then breathing in, lifting the kettle, breathing out, begin to pour your water. You follow your in-breath and your out-breath as you are pouring the water. Try not to hold your breath for the whole time. Just breathe in, breathe out with awareness as you add water to your tea. And then on the next out breath that is comfortable for you, lifting the stream away from the bowl, finishing your pour. Then setting the kettle down. And we turn our attention to our tea. So again, just making the bowl directly in front of us. And we can rest the hands in the lap or on the table in front of the bowl or alongside the bowl and hold it. Whichever way feels comfortable and centering for you today. It feels like it is a gesture that allows you to pay full attention to that tea. Here is another invitation to arrive again. They're coming back to that present moment with this tea. The observing of what is happening on the surface. And the steam as it changes from moment to moment. Perhaps first very billowy and cloudy and dense and then starts to get misty and thin out and wispy little misty beads of steam collecting on the inside of the bowl leaves melting and softening as we watch our tea, let us pause to consider what we know about the tea that we're practicing with. Where are they from? Where is their original homeland? Their own place? 
And maybe you know some of the things about that place. Maybe you have been there yourself, or maybe you have experienced other parts of that culture and you can recall colors and sights, sounds, smells, sensations in the body. If it feels comfortable, we can lift our tea bowl and bring it to our nose. Breathing in and just watching the body's natural reaction to bringing our tea close. Does your posture change at all? Do you curl around the bowl? Do you take a deeper in-breath? Do you hold the breath and hold the fragrance of the tea? And as you breathe out, is there a softening that happens? A sense of being able to really notice fully arriving into a space and into a moment. As we're breathing with our tea, we can recognize that this tea's home is now here with you. This tea's place is here with you. What does it feel like to recognize that? And whenever it feels comfortable to do so, we can enjoy a sip of our tea. And just as we did at the beginning with our breathing to settle in the body, we can come back to this invitation of arriving at home as we sip our tea. It's that first in-breath after we enjoy a taste of tea. It's very fragrant and very alive. And saying to ourselves, I am arriving. And the beautiful exhale as we breathe out and we still smell this tea on the breath, how it lingers in the throat and the nose. And we say to ourselves, this is my home.
And just moving at your own time, sipping your tea in this way, whenever you feel called to take another taste. As this tea arrives with you, it holds this present moment with you and makes their home in you. This tea blooms and makes itself known on the tongue as we taste. It says, I am arriving. And as it settles into the body, into the lungs, into the belly, it says, I am home. And you are so very welcome during the rest of our session today to continue practicing with your tea and feeling what it's like to make a home together, to enjoy a space in time together. You can perhaps maybe you feel like sitting and holding your tea close. Or you might like to add more hot water to your bowl to give the leaves a little bit more warmth and to release more flavor and fragrance. Or you may wish to set your tea down and just simply watch it. Watch what it's like to be with another being that is fully in their own moment. Making their space, making their home. and what they have to teach you about the way that we make space and home for ourselves. (laughs) 
Friends, there are like 18 things I want to say. <laughs> uh, and I promise I will not say all 18 and I will try to be brief. <clears throat> and I, I want to start by naming that I am riding a wave of pretty significant anxiety that I think has been peaking within the last 24 hours. Uh, and I, I say this not to draw attention to myself, nor to ask you to provide any kind of care for me or container for that experience, but only to name, I think, that I, that today I, I in this space, as often as possible, I, I try to bring the fullest expression of myself. And today that expression brings with it uh, some some movement uh, internally that feels less than pleasant, uh, that feels unpleasant. And I think about that, I think about the feeling that I'm having in the context of place. Uh, Suze invites us to, to be deliberate and attentive to our practice with this plant. And the moment that the water hit my tea this morning and I put my face over the bowl to breathe it in. I, I experienced this sort of fishy, mushroomy, loamy kind of smell that makes me think of pu'er tea when I drink it, um, which is not very often because in my body it's really strong, but immediately it made me think of mushrooms and uh, and the ways in which mushrooms grow and how mushrooms grow in dark places and kind of funky places and in places of decay, places of death, places where something was one way and is another way. And sometimes they're tasty and sometimes they're innocuous and sometimes they're quite poisonous depending on how one relates to them. Um, but in my mind, it was like, oh, this is a, a cherished and rare gift that someone can enjoy that comes out of another being's death or demise or decay. And that makes me think a lot of the sort of three, I don't know, the word I have this morning is godhead, the three godheads within like the, the Hindu pantheon of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and how easily they have been sort of encapsulated into this space of creator, sustainer, and destroyer, which I think flattens all of them in some way. Um, and as someone who is particularly fond of Shiva, I think to, to just call him the destroyer and be done with it is flattening in a way that I like to trouble. And so today I feel very aware of emotions and sensations like disappointment and impatience. I feel very impatient these days. And to um, be hit, to, to be embraced with that breath of mushroom and to think of decay as an opportunity for sustenance is a gift to me. Uh, it reminds me that, uh, that for a thing not to come and not to be, that something else can come and be out of it, you know? And perhaps that sounds like hollow consolation. Um, it sounds like I'm looking for the, the gold lining or the silver lining on a 
cloud. And maybe I am, that is my nature. <laughs> um, but it, it reminds me of the, ne the necessity of time in, the re in relationship to place. Um, I'm so grateful that Suze has inv invoked Tay in our space this morning. And, and as I was thinking about our time together today, I was thinking about um, another monastic who I've invoked in this space before and who I, I know had a brief but meaningful relationship with Thich Nhat Hanh, and that is Thomas Merton. Uh, last semester, I spent some time, I'm a student in school, and I spent some time reading a lot of his work. And in his journal, he wrote this sentence about or these group of sentences about place that I thought I would share with us this morning. Uh, I should say that Thomas Merton, uh, I think self-identified near the end of his life as, or perhaps I want to identify him near the end of his life as an interfaith practitioner um, or interfaith scholar, but uh, his, his home, his home is in the Catholic tradition. There is often no real reason for preferring one place to another. Metaphysically, it doesn't matter what town you happen to be in. You can work out your salvation in it and find peace there if you want to, because for the peace we need, we have to look inside ourselves. So I read that sentence or that paragraph for the first time in like late October, maybe early, early October, and just felt like there was a camera in my living room that Thomas Merton had been watching the feed from and had been sort of seeing me complain about <laughs> about the place that I'm currently in. Um, and I think I think about place today as a quality of being um, quite literally, but also in the space between my ears, you know, what is the place that I am in in my mind? And how does that correspond to the place that my body is in? in this room, in this building, on this block, in this town, in this city, in this state, in this country, on this planet. And so I, I think about time and how useful it is to place. I had a, I had a spiritual experience a little over a year ago. And in that experience, I felt a part of, of the United States sort of calling to me, beckoning to me, um, a part I didn't grow up in, um, a part I, I don't really have much relationship to. I don't think my ancestors come from there. Maybe they do, and I just don't know. But I'm, I'm watching myself be drawn toward this part of the country and, and the, all of the feelings that I have about that. And I, I guess I just bring that up to invite us. I mean, I, I like to leave you with a question. That's also my nature. So I, 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 guess, I guess my invitation, my question is for us to to be compassionate and deliberate in how we think of the home that we make the home that we make in our head and our heart and what ideas and sounds and intentions we fill it with. 
and who and what we invite into it to make itself at home. And also to be sensitive and deliberate with our external home. And what happens when we invite things and people into that space? And what do we assume about the things and people that we invite into that space? What happens when they are different than we thought they were? What happens when we build a covenant with a community and that covenant gets broken? How does it affect our relationship to the place and how do we work with it? So that's like eight questions, right? I said I had a lot to say. Um, so I think I, I'm grateful for your attention and capacity to at least try to follow me <laughs> in this kind of winding path of place and time and comfort and discomfort and pleasure and pain and impatience and surrender. May the places that we make create a brilliant and useful container for our growth and transformation. And may the places where we are placed allow for learning and delight and discovery. Thank you so much for being here, Jess. Is there uh, anything that you would like to share with, uh, with listeners about um, any projects going on? Mm. Uh, I am doing my best to write with some degree of consistency at adevotedyogi.com. And I'm currently uh, serving at a United Church of Christ church in the Boston area called Old South Church in Boston. Uh, and so if you're interested in a, an open and affirming, queer-friendly, radical community of followers of Jesus and uh, devote, de devotees of justice, beauty, and mercy, you can find them, find us at oldsouth.org. Uh, I'm also uh, sometimes available <laughs> on Instagram at Jess Young Chang. And you're working on your thesis. I am working on my thesis. <laughs> That's what I'm doing when I'm not in this space. I'm working on my thesis. <laughs> uh, what are the chances that, a, that a, a curious public will be able to read that? 
what a wonderful question. Mm. You know, Harvard Divinity School hosts a kind of like like workshop, uh, open call for people to like talk about their work. And last year it was on Zoom and it will likely be hybrid if not fully on Zoom this year too. So I will get more information about how you might be able to hear me either read a portion of it or read a little bit and talk about it. And I will return to this space with some, some information about it. Wonderful, mm. thank you. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Suze? <laughs> You can reach me uh, at suze at beingtea.com. I'm also on Instagram at beingtea. And my website is beingtea.com. Everything nice and consistent. <laughs> Adam? Oh, you know, I'm just a visitor you know. today. Yeah, I'm just a visitor. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy being in the background, you know, I'm just kind of floating <laughs> over here. Friendly ghost. Oh. Well, you can still find Adam on Instagram at Adam Grassi. I'll do it for uh, you. And his yeah. email is info at adamgrassi.com. <laughs> and Teen Contemplation is recorded as a live studio session every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. So if you would uh, ever like to practice in community with others who are sitting together uh, and doing this work together, you are so welcome to join us for a live session. The information where to do that and how to sign up is found in our show notes. Just click the little link and we hope to see you soon.